It's time to watch The Muppet Show with special guest Roy Clark. pull up the notes it's time to talk talk what, what do we say we, it's time to watch the muppets and we watched bump 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 and i watched both episodes one way on one way. my favorite way to do it is when ah, I'm driving. in the car while you're driving <laughs> classic <laughs> megan watching the muppet show as jim intended i think oh, yeah. on a little monitor on in your car while you're driving just right by where my steering wheel is. You know, that's a wild thought is like if you were to like go back in time and meet Jim Henson and be like, Jim, listen, my friend and I, we've been watching all the episodes. Sometimes I watch them in my car. And he's like, what? <laughs> You're like, yeah, like on my commute to work. Yeah, but not even like a pimp my ride, like cool rapper way. Like, no. No. You're like, like, I watch them on my phone screen. He's like, OK, slow down. You're yeah. what? <laughs> I have a telephone. I well, carry it around. Well, I was just cruising down the New Jersey Parkway, and there was like, you know, it was just like wide open road. And he's like, and you were doing like 150 miles an hour, right? I wish. <laughs> okay. So why don't we get this started? Why don't you get me started? On the Muppet Show. Sensational. Okay, so Gonzo, he did a... A three horn block. You know that there's a cold open beforehand. Oh, yeah. And the cold open had one of my favorite jokes this episode. Wait, no, Bagonzo's horn comes first. No. Scooter knocks on the door and says, 15 seconds to show, Mr. Oh, and then the Roy. Horn. Or, what the hell is his name? Roy Clark. We're watching the Roy Clark episode. Uh, part of season three, it aired originally Mr. in New Roy. York on September 28th, 1978. So. Cold open, guest star Roy Clark is all dressed up in a cowboy outfit, but he's looking for a pair of chaps to finish his outfit. A pair of British chaps drop by in response. Where's the pair of chaps? Hello, hello, hello. Where are the pair of chaps you asked to pop around? Hello, hello, hello. It's a far cry. I thought this was hilarious. I thought. That they're like, oh, where chaps? I loved it. <laughs> This is a very, like, they used to pig as one of the chaps, too, which I thought was funny. It says, note, one of these chaps was built using part of Statler. And you can definitely yeah. tell that oh. he, was, he was part Statler, yeah. part just a pig snout on Statler. <laughs> so then we go to the Muppet Show theme, Scooter Calls. Oh, this is funny. I love that we have bits happening now in the Muppet Show theme, like, beyond just uh, Gonzo and Statler and Waldorf. So Scooter calls for somebody to kill the light, and then gunfire is heard, and a light fixture falls Fall from down. the ceiling. I love that. It's v- this season. I have to say, is very good. And then Gonzo blows a party favor through his. Oh party. yeah, party favor. I've already yes, we're three episodes in, and this whole season it feels like when we first started doing this podcast, and we're like, where are the episodes that like everything's funny and we love it and it's great, and it's like, and like joke, 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 yes, joke, joke. We're finally hitting that point. Yeah, and I can't wait to. I'm. We're recording two episodes back to back, but in our next episode. I, I found their timing is getting so perfect. This is what happens to us every time we watch two episodes I in a row. I picked up my phone at, so I think it was, I'm just wasting it now, but in the, I think it was the UK spot of next week's episode. They're doing whatever, and then just at the part where I was getting bored and I pick up my cell phone to look at whatever on Twitter, it changed. And it got 
funnier. It like it elevated the humor that they were doing, and I was like, damn. They know what they're doing now. Yeah. Like, they know. They really They're like, do. okay, this is good, but we got to get it. We gotta, The you beats know. are better. Yeah. Yes, the beats are so much better. And I got excited seeing that happen on TV because, like, I don't know. We've gotten, we're, what is this, 53 episodes into The Muppet Show, and suddenly seeing it become, like, this institution is so cool. Yeah. I did love the chaps. I thought that was very funny. So after that, we go to Kermit introducing the show Stating that the show is going country, Fozzie shows up, all ready to head out to the country. He is soon followed by Scooter, who comes to tell Kermit that all of the stagehands are missing. Poor Fozzie. Fozzie sent them all to the country. Kermit yells at Fozzie, saying that the show is staying at the theater. I love Frank Oz. And that now Fozzie is the one who will have to shift the scenery. I love when... Fozzie is like a focal point like this. Like Fozzie fucked up. (laughs) Fozzie more than fucked up. He sent everybody away. I and like just this whole running bit of like the show falling apart because of Fozzie. This episode is so goddamn funny. When we get to like the part where the theater is just on fire for like twenty minutes of this episode, just like I have to tell you, slowly burning in the background. Me out, and I had to remind myself. I was like, "This is the Muppet Show. Like, it's fine. the The theater's not really on fire. Not going to be really on fire. Yeah, Yeah. but of course, I was, you know, freaking out about it. Plenty safe. So Roy Clark performs Rocky Top at first with members of Lubak Lou and his Jug Huggers. But gradually, the band is replaced with clones of himself playing different instruments. Banjo, mandolin, electric guitar, and fiddle. I thought this was so good. I thought this was very good. And I was curious when it was first happening. Because none of the Muppets in this sing or do anything for the performance. Roy sings the song himself. Yeah. So I was like, we've already experienced instances where they're recycling material that worked really well in season one and two. Mm Mm-hmm. Are we seeing now a way of them to trick, to, like, get around Jim maybe not being there? Oh. You know, like, we did this bit. It's just solo, Roy. Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of, like, fill in the blanks with any other Muppets and mm-hmm. stuff. I was curious to see if maybe that's... I don't know how we could figure that out, but, you know. It's an interesting point. Right? There's a lot of, like, the way this ends, and I feel like Fozzie at the very end of it, is, like, alone, and then Kermit enters after Roy's already exited the scene. You know, like, maybe they were kind of trying to do a little bit Did of work around. Did you see, around. though, at the end of this, when, like, it's, like, three Roy's in a row? That was I so loved it. funny. So after the number, Walt Waldorf can't help but wonder how they did that. And Statler shows him. And then there's, like, all those Statler heads I love floating. that. The so Statler stupid. heads were so funny. Backstage, Floyd comments how numerous Clark is as the clones slip away. This is when they all enter one mm-hmm. of them. And they're like, ha, ha, ha. Like, he keeps, like, waving at the camera and everything. It was really funny. And he has, like, his instrument in tow. And then uh, last one, he comes in with the banjo. Uh-huh. Kermit yells at Fozzie for sending all the stagehands away. He tells Fozzie that if anything else goes wrong, he's going to fire the bear. Fozzie tries to reason, Duh, figuring... <laughs> Duh, bear. <laughs> figuring what could go wrong... It is then that Scooter informs him that the theater is on fire. This theater's on fire! <laughs> I love that the fire is is something that just keeps burning for this whole episode. Shorty bought fire burning on the dance floor. How many, th- how many songs can you do? Somebody call 911. Somebody call 911. Oh, we're missing like the obvious one of burning down the house. Burning down the house. Oh, yeah, exactly. 
And I love how you do the dance. <laughs> I'm white man. I can do that dance. I know it. Burning all the house. I was talking to my brother the other day. We were listening to Stop Making Sense in the shop. And Burning Down the House came on. And I'm like, this is like the only version of this song that doesn't bother me. I hate the studio recording version. I love the live, mm-hmm. for, uh, like the performance version. And he goes, can you hear this song honestly without thinking about the finale of Home Improvement? And I said, no. <laughs> and like, I don't even remember really religiously Your watching that show. brother bringing up Home Improvement. Yes. It's so funny. Two, one, two. I, I told him, I'm like, I'm going to have to tell Megan that you mentioned that because, like, Another it just won't, should be my friend. It won't go away. Home improvement. <laughs> I w- uh, this is totally unrelated, but I was telling my girlfriend about how me and you were talking about the collective big fat ass we have, uh-huh. a.k.a. meaning we're lucky. Yeah. And I forget what we said to your wife, Liz, but she goes, I- I'm not Italian. <laughs> I'm not Italian. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I don't remember what it was either. But I will never forget that. Uh, um, we're not Italian. We're, yeah. we're not Italian. That's all I remember saying. It doesn't run through her. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. In a stupid way. Anyway, sorry. Back to the Muppets. So the Swedish chef tries to prepare oh, dough. So funny. I loved this. This is like absolutely ridiculous. The Swedish chef t- tries to prepare dough, but it comes to life as the chef tries to roll it out. It grabs the rolling pin from him and attacks him with it. I can't remember how he said flour, but he was like, do the floor. <laughs> it was very The floor sounds like it definitely would be how he would pronounce that. De floor. So I did love this. I think the Swedish chef, I don't know. I always kind of found him to be a little bit one note, but I'm really appreciating him, especially in this episode. When like later on, while the theater's on fire, <laughs> Fozzie, Kermit's like, what's going on? And Fozzie, like, shuffle, tries to distract Kermit by saying, chef, tell him what's happening. And the chef is like, so defluted. You know, like, he's trying to. It's Jim talking to Jim. Uh, <laughs> backstage, Kermit catches Fozzie calling out to everyone, fire. Fozzie tries to explain that he was only hoping that nothing else would go wrong for fear of getting him fired. Kermit notices the smoke. Which Fozzie explains is just exhaust. I love that he says that it's like airplane exhaust. He's like, they're jets. They're flying really low. Frank Oz is a genius. He's a comedic genius. Yeah. I think he's brilliant. He really is, especially in this episode. There's so much like weird shit that he gets to do. Like, okay. So Mel Blank plays both Daffy and Bugs, right? Really? Yeah. He oh plays God. all those. He's a he's a man of a, th- a thousand voices, right? That's what they used to call him. Yeah, man of a hundred voices. He plays both, but I feel like because it's Frank Oz, <laughs> Fozzie is more than Daffy is. Like I can't explain it. Like you know what I mean? It's like alpha beta, but like mm-hmm. Fozzie, I don't know. Fozzie can take over if Kermit can't do it. Like he rose to yeah. the occasion almost. Slap, like, kind of, like, scrappily, uh-huh. but he did it. Like, well, yeah, I feel cause... like Daffy is perpetually fucking up. Yes. Kind of, I guess. Anyway, I haven't watched Looney Tunes in a while, so I'm, like, talking out of my ass right so now. So, I'm looking it up here just to get you some some of the voices. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is, like, Mel, a Mel, ton. Mel, 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 Bugs Bunny, Porky Pig, Daffy Duck, Sylvester. Foghorn Leghorn. Woody Woodpecker. 
Like this is even just in other in other mediums. Mm-hmm. Like I'm finding all of these other. He things. only did Hanna Barbera for a little bit. I think Woody Woodpecker's Hanna Barbera. He does voices for um, Tom and Jerry. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't talk much, but like when they're screaming or when yeah. they when they emote, when they <laughs> laugh, yeah, yeah, they make like little noises. Tom Barney and Jerry Rubble, itchy and scratchy. Barney Rubble, Dino, even Wiley e. Coyote, Pepe Le Pew, Marvin the Martian. I love Marvin. Wow. Marvin the Martian has like that, you know. He's like my. He's like an intellect, yeah. But he is probably my favorite Looney Tune because he looks so cool. Speedy Gonzalez, Yosemite Sam. Have I said those two yet? No. The Tasmanian Devil, Foghorn, Foghorn Leghorn. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, sure. oh my God, Megan! Like, there's not Heathcliff even. There's not a. And the fact that he didn't die he didn't a super do. rich man is crazy. Like that he should have been paid so much money for all of this stuff. <laughs> Barney Rubble and I'm trying. I'm just putting it together now. Barney Rubble and Marvin the Martian kind of have the same voice. Do they do do Barney? Yeah, like <laughs> like the laugh that Barney does. I hey feel like Fred! could come out of Marvin. Wait, no, I can't do it. No, I wish I had my phone. He's oh, Mr. Spacely in the Jetsons. Oh yeah, he's Mr. Spacely. Oh my god, Secret Squirrel. I I can't even pull up YouTube because a commercial is going to come up and it just annoys it me is. so much. It's <laughs> Tweety like... Bird, Speed Buggy. I thought I thought Putty Cat. Oh my god, Captain Caveman. Remember when Tweety Bird was like Megan. popular in the 90s and like people used to wear like Tweety sweaters? That's annoying to me. It's so weird. Remember the t-shirts that were the front of a character and then the back of a character oh, yeah. on the back of the oh, shirt? Oh yeah. Tweety was like so popular because he was like blonde. That's like when the blonde character was the most popular. Like Bubbles or Tweety Bird or... You think Tweety was a, was a blonde character? You associate... Yeah. I always thought Tweety was a girl. No, he's a boy. I also always thought, you know, on Winnie the Pooh, there are barely any girls in Looney Tunes. There are barely any girls in a lot of in animated life. In the, actually, in the world, there yeah. are barely any girls. You don't see them anywhere. <laughs> I always thought Rabbit from the Winnie the Pooh cartoons was a woman. Definitely not a woman. I thought Rabbit's voice was similar to my great grandmother. Oh, that's why. As a kid, like I thought that that if, was If Rabbit's a woman, Rabbit was a B Arthur of a woman. Yes, that was <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's the exact kind of woman that I'm picturing with my great grandmother. It's like this was like Was your great grandmother this... a lesbian? No. Maybe. No. no. I'm just kidding. Not that I know of. You know, people going to be out. Say? People going to be out like they can be nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I'm sorry. still feel like I'm finding other voices. <laughs> I don't mean that to call did. your grandmother gay. I'm not offended for my great grandmother's sake. <laughs> oh my god, your great grandmother. Now I'm finding names that I don't know. Like he played Dick Burton in the Beverly Hillbillies, and oh, this is live action stuff. Oh yeah. Okay. He did a lot of radio work too. Okay, where am I? Pigs in space. The swine trek is drifting aimlessly through space. Doctor Julius Strange Pork must restore power Wait. to the control panel. They changed the opening. Yeah, they kind of did. Mm-hmm. They he did it. It's pigs in space. They still say it, but he says it a little differently than it used to be. And said. it wasn't like the full like, mm-hmm. you know, like when we last left mm-hmm. our. It was just more like, here's pigs in space. Like, get, let's get to it. Yeah, but it, well, I didn't hate it. It was yeah. it was good. So Link tests the system and starts drop. He drops Miss Piggy down through the floor somehow, and then she pops back up. Then he pulls another lever, and three pigs pop up. Yeah, but they did this joke. And then they start pulling levers, and Gonzo comes in, a chicken comes First in, of all, Beaker comes in. This was great. Yeah. This was great. When Gonzo's like, I don't think I'm supposed to be in this sketch. And then he was in the Sattler and Waldorf booth, uh-huh. and then he was like, I don't think I'm supposed to be in here. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be here either, right? I 
love Gonzo. I don't um, know if I mentioned it. I'm um, here for Gonzo. A male Kuzbanian creature comes in, mm-hmm. then lunch, lunch encounter monster, then the witch doctor. Somebody call 911. Okay, so now we, of course, have to hit the part of the episode where we're like, okay. What's that? Roy sings, Yesterday when I was young, as Muppy listens, and the Muppet Orchestra was plays the, the music. Was this the UK spot? No, it was not. The UK spot? Muppy is... starts as a real dog. Muppy starts as a real dog. Yeah. And I was like, oh, weird, there's a real dog here. And then all of a sudden, it's like... Looking up at him and like putting its head, and I'm like, and now oh, it's okay, now it's Muppy. Great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought this was fine. I have no connection to Roy Clark. Do you have any? No, but all I was thinking during this is, 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 I was like, I love, I love animals and I love dogs, but I was like thinking, I wonder if they could train a cat to do this to like follow him and like lay down next to him. I nicely. don't know. Maybe I... just my cat. He could do it. So Roy Clark. <laughs> Was a banjo player and country singer best known for co-hosting the TV series Hee Haw. Hee Haw! That makes sense. I don't know any of this. Hee Haw was like a variety show, but like a down country variety show. You don't, you never heard of Hee Haw? Down country. Down You like the, the Smothers Brothers and stuff, right? Like... I, the only th- what the only reason I know the Smothers Brothers mm-hmm. is because of the old Navy's commercials in the 90s. But like, aren't they part of Laughing? Oh, they might be. Right? I thought they were. do 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 That's just awesome powers. I know, but th- that's very laughing vibes. So he won a national banjo championship yeah, in baby. 1951 and in 1952 and had hits in the early 60s and early 80s. Damn, I think my dad was born in 1952. Was he? Or he died when he was 52? What's Or both? Because my dad was born in 54, and was your dad older than my dad? I think my dad was older. My mom, really? my dad was... Oh, wait, I could do this, because my dad is eight years older than my mom. And your mom was then? 1960, so it was 52. Oh, weird. Yeah. That seems so odd to me, because I always feel like my, my dad, dad was the was oldest dad. My dad was older than your dad. You know, like, not that that's and like... still died first. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Dead dad jokes. Oh, Christ. All right. Let's go back to where we were. So he sang that song, Blasey, Blasey, Blah. Who cares? I don't know. <laughs> the UK spot. I Don't Want to Set the World on Fire is performed <gasps> by Singing Firemen. This Fireman. was the UK spot? I don't know why. This was one of my favorite this things. This is great. And this... you know that it's, this is like a popular song on TikTok. Is it right now? Yeah. That's so or at weird. Least in 2020 it was. Why is like TikTok TikTok loves like a old like an old fashioned song like mm-hmm. this? TikTok Why is that? TikTok has like done like weird things and made certain songs like popular that were like never popular. Yeah. From like the early 2000s and then this is from like the 1950s, right? Yeah. I don't want to set the world on fire. I don't understand why that would be such a thing all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this song is from 41. Oh, 41. Yeah, they play it um, when it's something like really creepy. Uh-huh. They'll like play this. It's yes, like very it's, like Fallout. They're always, yes, they're always treated very like haunting Yeah, like and the video stuff. game. Yeah. Or Bioshock, Fallout. Yeah. Is that the same I think vibe? Kinda, they have the right? same vibe. Bioshock is um, like... Steampunk. It's yeah, it's steampunk and a lot of like underwater 
existing. Oh, yeah, underwater. There's, like, these weird, like... Fallout's, like, the desert, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But they are both the same, like, this post-apocalyptic... Post-apocalyptic 1950s, yeah. which is a weird thing. Like, that Like that seems like where mm-hmm. they always want those to exist. It's, like... Yeah, or, like, 40s, 50s, yeah. Yeah, I so, guess it's 50s, because it's, like, that whole idea of the American dream. Yes, all of that, like, uh, the Americana of, like, the... The, the housewife with the apron on. I think that is when America was great. And I think that's something yeah. certain folks want to get back to. Oh, my God. Who let the politicians do anything? Can I ask you that? Not I, to, like, bring anything up. But, like, sometimes I listen to these politicians. And I'm like, no, the American people don't want that. Stop yeah, it. Don't say that. I don't know. And I don't know how these some of these politicians were voted in. I, I'm just like, who let you say that? Who let you say that? Who? 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 Like, I'm sorry, but I don't want to be involved in any type of a war. I don't think that we need to be, like, Mm -hmm. threatening leaders of of countries. No. And, like, I mean... Worry about your house, America. Like, that's fucked up. And then on the... On the same note, they're also, like, trying to take away people's rights right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Like, um, but, like, America's a shit show. Like, and, and not to be like, oh, have you seen New York City? But, like, l- like there's a lot of shit happening mm-hmm. in our country it's, right now. Yeah, it's really horrible. Where it's like, why are you looking over there? Like, hello? Uh-huh. Yeah. It just reminds me of the fall of Rome. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. It's really scary. <laughs> not to get all political, but it's freaking me the fuck out. You know what I learned on TikTok is that the German... German kids in high school learn about American propaganda the way that we've learned about German propaganda in the 1930s and 40s. Really? But they're learning it about American propaganda today uh-huh. and how Americans are like totally manipulated by the propaganda that are that are going on and that most people in America aren't even happy because they're, all they're doing is trying to like strive for like mm-hmm. fame and wealth and things like that. And I'm like, mm, you're wrong. That's really crazy to think that like they're warned against our current day. Yeah. And like even our teachings of like being warned against the the past of Germany is obviously not working. No, it's not. Because <laughs> in most cases. Yeah. And then we as and remember as a kid like learning about like the rise of Hitler and being like how did this happen? Uh-huh. And then as adults like Oh, that's how it happened. Like, okay. Oh duh. Oh doy. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, not that hard. <laughs> not that hard. Look at us living it. Yeah. So the talk spot, Roy talks to, Roy talks a little music. Wait, first of all, talk spot. I know, talk spot is bad. But it wasn't a terrible talk spot. Kermit's much better with men. Kermit is is so weird around ladies. Roy talks a little about his musical family and as he attempts, oh my God, I can't see. I need to put my glasses on. Because I was thinking too, like, he talks a little bit about his musical family, but I'm sure, like, I know I know, Jim's family, I mean, they were musical and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but, like, the way his family, like, oh, he hung out with, like, his extended family and stuff, I'm sure Jim related to that. Yeah. Yeah, especially, you're right, with how, like, involved he was with his family. Mm-hmm. Both his, his family with Jane and his siblings and, oh, yeah. you know, everything. Yeah, but what, but what I thought was funny about Roy is Roy was like, yeah, me, my dad, and my uncles. Mm-hmm. Not like his, like, no ladies in the family no. were playing, no. The, women, the w- women don't play music. No, they were all cooking. Yeah. Right? They were making dinner yeah. and 
tending to the children. Meanwhile, in Jim's family, it was more like my grandmother was like doing this, and yeah, yeah he it was did more have like involved in... for someone who doesn't surround himself with professional women. He did have a mixed bag yes. growing up. Yeah, it wasn't like very yeah. Because yeah. I mean, it's not until this season that we got Louis Gold mm-hmm. performing some of the characters, and that's you know three seasons. <laughs> yeah, but it's so crazy to me because it's like Jane is the one who taught everybody how to limp sync. Uh huh. Like I know, I know. Like she, it's her methods. Yeah, and it's Jane her... taught him how to be a better puppet. Yes, player. It's insane. Puppeteer, I don't know. Yeah, I don't understand either. Why? Like, why didn't the his family like live out here in London with them? I never got that either. Like, why they don't they just stayed... go to school there? Yeah. Why didn't they just live there? Why did they live in Connecticut or parts of New York or whatever? You know, mm-hmm. like that doesn't make well, any maybe sense. Maybe because of the school setting. I mean, who knows? I guess. I mean, they all went to like like Lisa went to Harvard. Uh-huh. She's like a big deal producer now. But like at this point Brian's in their lives, like, yeah. well, they yeah. could have just been still going to you know. I there's know. great schools in England. So. Yeah, of course there are. You know, just like anywhere else, there's great schools and there's shitty schools. Mm-hmm. You know, I doubt there's. I, I bet you in Germany there are no shitty schools. No. Are you just going to up and leave? I would love to, to live Germany. in Germany. The way that they talk about, the way I, I read about Germany, especially like how open and cool Berlin is. Mm-hmm. And then there's like laws in Germany where like you can't like mow your lawn on a Sunday and make a lot of noise on a Sunday. I'm like, I'm okay I with love that. that. I love that. I'm like, stop with your fucking leaf blowers. There should be laws uh-huh. against how loud your leaf Does your leaf blower need to be that loud? Mm-hmm. You're disturbing my, my this peace. this morning, it's a Sunday as we're recording this. I'm like, this. I want to go to the, like, I want to work from home, but I don't because... Everyone's so fucking loud in their lawns. Yeah. So go ahead. Sorry. Your neighbor yeah, what? Yeah, this morning he pulled his van up and he started unloading shit out of it and like throwing shit and chopping oh, yeah. shit. And it's like. Why are you being so loud? What are we doing? Go fucking Sunday. chill out. Yeah. This is a real Drives me day. nuts. So this, uh, this talk spot was fun until he, you know, got to the point where he was basically talked about wanting to butcher all these animals and eat them if they were on his farm. Oh my God. Yeah. He was like ham sandwich, this and that. So, um. I'm using this to bait you. How have you been? I've been good. Have you been? I mean, I was invited. Oh, I hung out with my friend Monica, mm-hmm. and I like was with her, like watching her nieces, and she made a piece of chicken, and I ate it. Mm-hmm. But I ate a very small piece of chicken, and mm-hmm. I didn't like go back for seconds or anything. But I've, I haven't been eating meat besides that. Yeah. And I even said, if somebody like cooks me something, that's I'm, like, the difference. Is like, I mean, my idea of my vegetarianism, my pescatarianism, whatever you call it, it's like, it's for the sake of like not seeing things wasted and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like I hate the idea of all these like Purdue has to recall four hundred thousand pounds of chicken because of a salmonella potential outbreak or you First know like all, whatever. Not even just that though. The food industry in general is all fucked. All of, Why like, is the there salmonella in our salads? Uh, yeah. Why is a salad being re- a piece of lettuce I know. has salmonella? Why? And it's like all of lettuce from here to Maine because yeah. we're not sure. You know. Oh my god. Insane. It's crazy. So yeah. I yeah, mean, but no, I've been I've been really good, and I've actually cool. been pretty happy about it. But mm-hmm. it, like my work for a company now, where the CEO is a vegetarian and. They give us free, like, vegetarian lunches every day that we work in the office, mm-hmm. and it's, like, good. It's, like, we get from, like, Save Relief Cafe, that's and another one called, like, Try Vegan, and then Indian places, and they switch it up. That's a cool way to try different things, too, to be like, oh, yeah. oh hey, this is a recipe I'd like to replicate at home, or whatever. I did that. You so, know? like, for lunch, like, every once in a while, like, there's this new lunch I make where I cut up a pear, 
and it's like a grown-up grilled cheese. It's like pear, a piece of bread, and gouda melted on it. And mm. it's amazing. That sounds really good. It's amazing. I like to do those like... And I had that at my job. Those subscription box things every now and then. Just for like a way to and refresh new recipe, yeah. recipes. Yeah, because I just get like bored by yeah. the same old shit every now and then. Yeah. I made... Yeah, so I've been, I've been doing really well. I made to- tofu the other night. I've been making a lot of chickpeas. But... And you know what? Like this is going to sound gross, but like... My regularity of my digestion has been uh, great. Yeah. And That's good. It feels great. That's really good. Yeah. So after <laughs> all of these horrible jokes, uh, we moved to a, like a very barn-centric at the dance. At the dance okay. is back again. Oh, but this at the dance, I liked it. A, and at the dance with a theme. And it had a twang a to, to the garnet. It. it had like yes. a little bit of a country <laughs> hotel. <laughs> And I only come here for the door prize. What's the door prize? A ticket to the next hoedown <laughs> yeah, or whatever? Yeah, a ticket to the next one. So stupid. And I, so my favorite one is basically the way this ended when the rooster looks up and he goes, hey, why is your, br-? and he says to the, his chicken that he's dancing with, why is your brother-in-law up on the ceiling? And she says, oh, he's trying to restart the ceiling fan. And then all of a sudden, like the, the feathers, feathers everywhere, oh God, everywhere. so crazy. Doug, have you ever seen the movie Big Fish? Yeah, I, not in a million years. Do you sob every time you watch that movie? Because I do. I haven't seen it in in a but really, those really hold-down long time. lights, you know, those like lights, the ball yeah. lights. That's it. Reminds me of Big Fish when he like he goes to the town. Mm-hmm. That's such a cool scene too. Even like from memory, like mm-hmm. just the like everything in the set design of that movie is really cool. That movie's really good, but honestly, it. it like that, I have to watch that movie when I have like a buildup and I can't cry mm-hmm. and I want to cry so badly. You have to turn it on. You have to turn it on and then I just weep for days. Uh-huh. Like maybe I shouldn't watch it. Missy Piles in this movie. Wow, that's so crazy because Missy Piles in it and so is Deep Roy. So it's like uh, a, a, a glimpse into who he's going to use in uh, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie. Oh my you god! Know? Yeah. Wait, isn't Timothy Chalamet going to be Charlie? Uh, Willy Wonka. Yeah, why are we remaking that again? No, he's like young. Again. He's like a young Willy Wonka, I thought. Why? We don't need a young Willy Wonka either. Honestly, it's terrible. I'll watch anything with Timothy Charlemagne. In really? It. Yeah. Did you watch that movie? I think French I talked to you about Dispatch? it. No, no, the I one didn't with the one with the um, Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence, and it's like a meteor is going to fall from space. Yeah, I watched that movie. It was bad. It was bad, right? It was a dumbass movie. It reminded me of, I called it Southland Tales for like. Um, Southland Tales is actually a good movie. Like though. for like smarty pants. Like, you know what I mean? Like the thinking man Southland Tales. I wouldn't even call it the thinking man Southland Tales. It was like, not a smart movie. But what the hell is that movie called? Don't look up. That Don't movie up. thinks it's doing like a social commentary, but it's like it's beating you over the head with yeah, a social commentary. Yeah, because some people need to be beat over the head with a social commentary. Uh-huh. Because but like versus Southland Tales is like literal social commentary. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think I think Southland Tales is more nuanced. Yes. Absolutely. I think Southland Tales would be for more smarty pants I need people to... than uh, Don't Look Up is for like dum-dums who don't understand Do you have a... and social commentary. Oh, you have a PlayStation, right? PlayStation. Yes, I have a PS3. I have a Blu-ray of Southland Tales. They put it out maybe a year ago. It's the, the Sundance cut, I think, or the Cannes Film Festival cut. It's 20 minutes longer, but it has like – it's so much better. That's where the blimp blows up, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. I got to lend you the new version of that movie. It's so fucking good. So Fozzie has formed a line consisting of Swedish chef Rolf the dog and Link Hogthrob passing buckets of water down to try to put out the fire. 
Kermit arrives demanding to know where all the smoke is coming from. Can I say, this is a very weird line of people to put out a fire. <laughs> Swedish Chef, played by Jim. Rolf the Dog, played by Jim. Yeah. Link Hogthrob, played by Jim. Yep. Enter Kermit the Frog, played by Jim. Yeah. Right? So, so other like, people were playing with his puppets. The only way we could get these characters all together is to have... Like, what is that? How many different performers, Can you imagine basically? having to switch your voice while you're using one puppet, though? I would accidentally use... How could you not? Especially if you see them on the on the monitors or whatever. Like, you're doing Kermit, and then all of a sudden you see, oh, wait, wait, that's Mike. Yeah. And, like, he just starts doing, yeah. like, Rolf. He's like, oh, man. Was that Dr. Teeth more than Rolf? It was They're both similar, of them. It was a bad yeah. both of them. It was a bad both of them. That's so funny. So Fozzie has the Swedish chef then explain the situation to Kermit, which I really, I really love. I love that. Fozzie, I, I want an explanation. Oh, dear, yes, I was afraid of that. Um, explanation. Uh, chef, 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 come here. Explain to the frog all, all, all the things here. Explain. This episode, there's so much more episode left. I don't know how. Kermit calls for Fozzie to... Oh, wait, sorry. Gonzo stunt. Gonzo, in his premiere presentation of Immortal Perfection, otherwise known as Rank Stupidity, yodels Rimsky-Korsakov while riding on a motorized pogo stick. I've never heard of a motorized pogo stick. That sounds so dangerous, though. I never heard of a motorized pogo stick, either. And he um, manages to basically jackhammer through the floor. <laughs> and he puts the hole in the floor. So then Kermit calls Fozzie to fix the hole in the stage left by Gonzo, telling him first to have Scooter turn off the lights on, the part of the, on that part of the stage. Fozzie calls for Scooter to turn off the lights, and he turns them all out, and Kermit falls in the hole. But he's okay because he fell on Gonzo. He's okay, he <laughs> fell on Gonzo. So next we move to Roy and the Muppets singing "Sally Was a Good Old Girl." Oh boy! I know. I don't know about this song. I feel like Roy didn't really. I hope get they to were talking much. about their dog. Oh, maybe no, she they wasn't. Talk- so Sally was a good old girl. That's Let's like see. Martha. May- you know what the song Martha My Dear is about, right? Is is Mar- is that about a dog? It's about Paul McCarthy's dog. Paul McCarthy? No, Paul McCartney? Paul McCartney. Jenny McCarthy's, <laughs> Jenny McCarthy's brother, dad. Paul. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so at closing, Fozzie begs Kermit not to fire him. Begging, begging you. That's another one. Like, why did that song come back so big? So many people remake that song like crazy. Yes, though. it gets remade like every couple of years. Yeah. And I'm like... I, when I first heard that, are they called like Menchin? Yeah. Something like that? They're like Manistin. Eastern European. That's a good version though. I like it's it. It's a very good version. They have a couple of other songs I like too. But when I first heard that, I was like, why do I know this song? Like they changed it just enough in a way. Begging. I'm my knees and I'm begging. I don't want to. So. They make it a little rocky, but. Um, but I'm like, this is like a fucking like Jersey Boys oh, song or some shit, isn't it? Here's the other one that I know. Madcon does a version where it's like. What's this from like the early aughts or something? Ready? Here's the chorus. Mm-hmm. Like, this is still a cool version. And then... Here. 
there. Hold on. I know I'm, I'm being a pain in the ass, but... Um, You're always a pain in the ass, Megan. It's, it's no change. Yeah, and here's the man skin one. Yeah, it's, it's got, like, this, like, rasp, right? Like... Maybe. I like when he's like, you know, smile, pain, me, so... Like, I don't even yeah, know what yeah. he's saying. So at closing, Fozzie... <laughs> this is how we got there. I'm like, I don't know how we got to this song. At closing, Fozzie begs Kermit not to fire him, and he agrees not to as Fozzie apologizes about the stagehands. The hole in the floor and the fire. The fire, of course, comes as a complete surprise to Kermit. Fozzie says, you wouldn't hit a bear in front of a guest star, would you? He then brings out Roy. All in all, this was like a good episode. I just wish that we could have experienced Roy interacting with the Muppets in different ways other than song. I mean, the talk spot was fine, but like, I don't like when the guests are like literally just there to do what they do best. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they should be kind of. It's hard. And you know what? There to experience everything. But nobody interacts like the Muppets like our next guest. I cannot wait for you nobody. all to listen to us talk about the next episode because I am so excited to record the next episode. You're absolutely right. Nobody in the history of Muppetry interacts like the Muppets like so our next guest. next week we're going to watch the Gilda Radner episode of The Muppet Show. And just to let everybody know, I have like an obsession with Gilda Radner to begin with. It's I, toned down in my years, but I, have, I love Gilda. I have a question about your Gilda love that I think uh, has now has a new translation. So we'll get to that in the okay. next episode, of course. So here's the premise for next week's episode, the Gilda Radner episode, episode 304. Guest star Gilda Radner faces several problems. Initially, her request for a seven-foot-tall talking parrot gets messed up by... By bad handwriting, making her sing an operetta with a giant carrot. Later, Bunsen Honeydew tests Muppet Lab's new super adhesive glue on her. But the glue accidentally gets everywhere, and everyone and everything gets stuck together. So join us next week as we watch the Gilda Radner episode. Um, it's it's going to be so much fun. I already know it. It's going to be a great time. Um, you can follow us on social media at ITTWTM. Uh, send us a message, maybe. Message us. And until next week. Thanks for the gumball, Kermit.